Welcome to the Bread and Wine Podcast, where we have a conversation about how Jesus would engage with the world. And today we're talking about how we can begin to engage the world with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a, a topic that is um, very, very personal to your relationship uh, with Jesus. And the, the depth of where we want to go today is so far as to say Jesus can be involved in every aspect of your life. And we've touched a little bit on this topic before as far as uh, separating the sacred versus the secular, where uh, sometimes we go through life and we have sectioned off parts of our religious life Mm -hmm. for specific times. Um, But there's really a deep calling from Jesus that says, I want to be involved in everything that you do, in friendship, in relationship, in companionship. And he has made a way for us to live a life in such a way uh, where he is our companion and guide and counselor in every decision, in every moment, and in every person, in every relationship that we're with. (laughs) And so if we can begin to uh, live a life with an awareness of our companion, uh, truly we can begin to walk in the truth and in the light and in the life of which he's made a way for uh, so welcome to the Bread and Wine Podcast. I'll introduce my friend Carl, who's been with us the past few weeks. Carl, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Amen. <laughs> We're really excited to be here. Uh, Carl, um, he's just a beautiful human being, and uh, I, I love being his friend and companion in life. Um, and so I just wanted to start off by uh, you know, saying how much I love you, bro, and I love our friendship. And... Um, yeah, Carl has a, uh, a really cool story, and he's begun to learn how to walk with Jesus. Um, and this is also something that he just does excellently well, and he's learning to do well, excellently well. <laughs> is, that a, is that allowed? Is that, uh, That's what you call a double portion. Check me on Grammarly on that one. Excellently well. Well, Carl, why don't you start off by walking us through what this process has looked like for you? Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. I'm smiling here, super big as you're talking because um, you you embody that like companion <clears throat> relationship with the Lord so well, um, that intimacy with the Lord, and um, I just love how when you talk about the Lord, it's so evident that He has really become your best friend, um, and you love to do everything with Him. I love how you plan out your day with Him. Um, I love I love. Um, just how you walk with him. And I really honor that and um, value that in my life. Um, it's a huge gift to be um, your friend as well. Um, you, and um, it's teaching me how to be friends with Jesus. Um, because for me in this process, um, Jesus um, was always, I guess I always pictured God as like this judge up in the sky with like a big black robe and like a huge gavel that like couldn't wait to just like smack it down and um, you know, punish me, honestly. Um, and, and, um, just so for the, the reason I mentioned that is because coming out of religion, um, for me and just religious mindsets that, um, always have had me, um, stuck in like a place of striving to walk with Jesus or striving to like check all the boxes or striving to, um, make sure I did everything perfectly, you know, really kind of a pharisaical mindset, really. 
And um, so for these last few years, um, yeah, for these last few years, it's been this uh, new thing of learning how to walk in a relationship with him. Um, And even, I guess, more recently, just like you were talking about learning how to do every single thing with him, right? So I I just came out of a transition. I was serving at a ministry where Jesus set me free at um, from years and years of addiction and a whole bunch of other stuff, man. Bulimia. I was bulimic. I was real with anxiety, depression, hopelessness, um, all kinds of stuff, man. It's a long list. But I say all that to say um, after leaving that... um, that that environment that I was in for so long, I it, it, it really felt like um, I had to relearn how to do everything, um, relearn how to do everything. And so for me, this um, companionship with the Lord has truly been like, hey, Lord, I don't know what to do at all. <laughs> and you do. Yeah. And so um, like I'm choosing to trust you with every part of my life. Like I want to seek you in finding a job. I want to seek you in finding a place to live. I want to seek you in the mission that you've called me to. And bro, you actually just really encouraged me in that just this week. You were like, wow, man, look, look at God. Like, look what he's done in your life. He's given you a place to live. He's given you a job. He's given you a mission. Like, Bless the Lord. And so I can testify now because of choosing to make him my companion and choosing to walk with him like like my brother um, or or my teacher. Like mm-hmm. I, I choose to walk with you as, as my brother. Yeah. I, 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 I'm thankful that um, I can look to my brother to to guide me towards our father. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's something that you do in my life. And that's something that the Lord does in my life. You know, I was watching The Chosen last night. And... Uh, you know, of course, we don't know all the events that happen with Jesus, but they do an excellent job of just depicting his life and his. I, really, I'm I was watching his relationship with his disciples, his followers, uh, and it's really interesting uh, just how how closely they associate themselves with him. Like they're not embarrassed, they're not ashamed, they're not afraid of it. They're like, wow. yeah, I am a disciple of Jesus. I'm his friend. I'm his close companion. I walk with him. I go with him everywhere he goes. Uh, and I do whatever he tells me to do. And whatever opportunities he gives me, I do. And, and it was this beautiful picture of you know friendship with Jesus. And I was thinking to myself, well, Jesus isn't here like that right now. He isn't in the flesh walking me through as his disciple. But in a more powerful way, he is right here and, and he's given us the counselor the holy spirit to be able to walk through life with and so ju- i, I want to create a picture of the type of intimacy that we have access to the type of friendship is as if jesus in the flesh was here walking with us and a- as if he went to work with you or as if you, you you know went out into the town with him you went to the grocery store with him or um you know, you went uh, to another country or state to see family. Like he's there, um, he's present with you uh, if you pay attention to him. Um, and a lot of the times, the disciples they they try to tell Jesus what he should do. And Jesus just does his own thing, and there's a learning process for them, right? Because because they're they're children, right? And wow. we we kind of have to go through that learning process, right? Amen. Sometimes when we when, ooh, smack the mic, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Um, we. We like to try and tell Jesus what he should do for us, but there's a learning process where the disciples had to go through, no, Jesus tells us what to do. 
He gives us the guidance. We're not telling him what to do and, and trying to force his hand to make something happen. And that's the beautiful part about companionship is that you don't have to figure it all out by yourself. You, you know, There's so many decisions that you're plagued with life that every day you have you know, tens of tens, maybe hundreds of decisions to, to choose. And some of them are easy. Like, I'm going to make a peanut butter sandwich and eat it for lunch. But there's decisions and he guides and counsels. He's the counselor. He is our life counselor. And so there is a level of access to him um, that if you haven't tapped into or if you haven't begun to pursue yet, uh, you are missing out on, on having a guide for your life in the best way possible, of having the best life possible. And you think that maybe, oh, if I choose everything my way, my life will be really good. Right. But man, Jesus has it planned out for you. Mm. He's the guide. He's the guide, and he has it all ready for you. And so I thank the Lord that he wants to be that intimately involved in my everyday life. Um, but it doesn't have to look like uh, you don't have to get trapped by this. This is something that me and Carl were talking about. You don't have to get trapped by waiting on Jesus to, to do, you know, to go to the bathroom, right? Maybe, Carl, like, let's talk about that, like the balance there, because you've been learning that a little bit, the balance between. Um, you know, letting Jesus and the Holy Spirit kind of move you into things and waiting on him and trying to figure out what to do and make decisions and move. What does that balance look like for you and, and kind of how you figure that out? Yeah. Yeah, man. That's that's honestly it's something that I'm right in the middle of learning. Like I'm dead center in the middle of learning that. Um, the good news in that is that the word says that um, that he will send us the helper, right? And, and the counselor and the comforter like you've been talking about. Um, but it says that he will teach us all things and guide us into all truth, that the Holy Spirit himself will. And so I've been having to take comfort in in knowing that, that, <clears throat> um, for example, like today, um, I was driving to come meet you here for this podcast, <laughs> and I'm like driving the wrong way, like the exact wrong direction. I'm driving down the highway, like towards Clarksville, dude, like, like the <laughs> wrong way, right? And I'm just with the Lord and I'm just with him I'm worshiping him his presence is in my car and he's with me in it and I'm going this direction and then all of a sudden it's like oh wait I'm literally going the wrong way I need to like literally do a 180 but it, it I'm saying that it didn't mean that he wasn't with me in my process of going this direction and so when I'm going with him in this direction of like, okay, Lord, um, I need you to show me every single little thing. I need you to show me like, what do I wear today? Like, what, what should I do? What's um, that, That's something that I've been like really struggling with um, learning through or it's something that I've been walking through and learning. I, I don't want to say I've been struggling through it. It's just something that the Lord has been helping me walk through yeah. um, of, of like big life decisions. I really like the um, spontaneous, like prophetic, swirly, like let's let's live life like John three eight and just you know the wind blows where it wishes and you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So right. it is with he who, who who walks by the spirit or or listens to the voice of the Lord and um, it's it's a combination of of living my life that way because I do love that spontaneity with the Lord. However, what he's teaching me right now in this chapter is like there's some bigger like goals and bigger like milestones that he's 
wanting to walk me towards and into hand in hand. However, it requires me like making some bigger, um, broader vision goals and, and setting those goals and then walking towards those goals and and asking myself like before I make big decisions, does this choice or does this decision line up with the vision that he's like walking me into? Yeah. Um, and that's something that you've helped as, as well in a big way in my life. Um, and um, just learning that balance of spontaneity and like being structured and intentional and focused and right. like keeping my eyes on the things that the Lord is speaking over me to walk into, whether it's um, developing um, career skills, walking towards preparation for a family. Um, yeah, mm. it could be a lot of different things. What I found is that the approach to this level of intimacy really matters. If we're if we're approaching, you know, if you're listening to this and you say, I, I really want that type of depth with Jesus, that type of friendship and companionship that you're talking about. Um, there's the the attitude of approach really matters. If you're approaching this and saying, uh, I want this because I, you know, religiously I'm supposed to be doing this. This is like some kind mm. of thing that I need to do. That I'm supposed to be doing as a good Christian. Um, that I, oh my goodness, I need to ask Jesus what to wear for school today, or I need to ask Jesus what I need to eat for breakfast today. For like if you're if you're thinking of like that, like that religious way of like everything I has to do has to be done by Jesus. It's going to become that. It's going to become work. It's going to become religion. It's going to become this thing that you have to do before you make a choice. But if you come and approach it and say, man, I really care about what Jesus thinks in this area. Like, I really care. And I really care, like, today, you know, Lord, uh, I have to go work out today, and I have to go to work today, and I have to go to you know, uh, a friend's house later, like, what would be the best outfit today? Like, what would that be? It's like, oh, wear shorts under your pants. That way when you go work out, (laughs) you know, I'm just talking about, that's just something that's practical here. But the approach really matters. Like if you, if you want to live this type of intimacy with Jesus, um, there, there is a, uh, the desire matters is all I'm trying to say. And the reason for it, the purpose for it, it matters because he, the reason that he wants to offer it to you is because he does care about all that stuff. Right. He does care about all that stuff. Um, and it's more of a, it's for me, I've learned that it's a, it's really an awareness too, to where the Holy Spirit becomes a conscious awareness in the back of my mind um, for life uh, and, and what I'm doing. And so it's a, for me, it's a running dialogue. This is kind of a practical way. It's a running dialogue throughout the day. And it's, Kind of, kind of like how you, you know, maybe some guys do this, some guys don't, or some girls do this. You text your husband or wife throughout the day, and there's a, there's running mm. dialogue, or you call her and update her, and you you know you talk about what's going on in your life, or at work, or you know school, whatever's going on, and um, you keep this running dialogue with her, and it and it builds a connection, it keeps intimacy. That way, when you you, know, you get home from work, and you're like, oh, how did this go today? Was that good? You know, and is this uh, running? conversation and so you can do that with Jesus you can keep a running dialogue with him throughout the day and talk to him in your mind about the things that you're doing the things that you're about to go do um, and, and just asking him to come into those and maybe praying praying before you go into them and, and you know maybe you're doing something as simple as going to Best Buy 
to uh, get a hard drive for your wife so she can store all of the baby photos on it. <laughs> That's what I was doing yesterday. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't even do this, but it's like, you know, you're on your way there and you're like, hey, geez, you know, I'm going to do this. And you're doing this in your head. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Um, yeah, would you just please help me uh, let everything go smooth as I'm at Best Buy. Let the hard drive get taken care of and let it work and let it go really smooth. When you find a good parking spot, you know, I love you. <laughs> It's just as simple as that, but that type of touch point, just like a little text to your wife, that type of touch point wow. is tremendous for your day. Amen. Yeah, and I've even found myself guilty of like just going throughout my day and not doing that. I've experienced what that's like too, and it's it's like, it's 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 almost like you're just like sitting there like, mm. You know, like there's a dialogue that's waiting to happen and you can feel right. the tug of the Lord like saying like, hey, like just dialogue with me, please. Yeah. Um, I had somebody say like they they really like let a bunch of stuff out to the Lord that they were frustrated about and they had kept it in for so long that when they like let it out, it was like they were scared they were going to get struck down or something. Oh, man. And the, and the Holy Spirit's like, I knew the whole time, like I was just waiting for you to talk to me about wow. it. You know, it's like... Um, there's just there's just something really powerful about keeping that steady dialogue. Yeah, yeah. T- tell you said something the other day as we were talking on the phone. It was a friend of yours um, where the husband was really maybe upset that his wife you know didn't spend as much time with the Lord as he did. And <laughs> to tell that story because I thought that was really powerful. No, that was from that was a something that I heard on the uh, uh, Helzer's podcast, David and, and Melissa Helzer. Um, basically, he was just talking about like. You know, every morning they both wake up and every morning he gets in his word and, um, you know, he gets in, into prayer and he, he spends time with the Lord and, you know, he, he sets aside an hour, you know, for the Lord every morning. <clears throat> and he's like looking at his wife and she's just like full of joy and peace and like just walking with the Lord. And at the end of the day, you know, he's tired and she's just walking with the Lord still. And he's like, Lord, like, why is this like I'm frustrated <laughs> about this like I give you an hour every morning and I start my day with you God and and, and why is she not struggling and, and it seems like I am and he felt like he heard the Lord say like you give me an hour but she gives me her whole day she gives me her whole day mm-hmm. and so when we learn to walk in this companion relationship with the Lord as we continue to that becomes our testimony where it's like we learn to walk with the Lord all day. And we, we truly do. We abide in Him yeah. and He abides in us and we bear much fruit. Yeah. And we have to look to Him. We have to gaze upon Him. Mm. We have to ask Him to be our rabbi. We have to say, Lord, you're still rabbi. Would you still walk with me, Jesus? Would yeah. you still be my master, my, my, my shepherd and my best friend? And, and, and that's a really good place to start in this process is, is, is ask, ask him, ask him to be your best friend, right? Matthew 7, 7, it says, ask and you will receive, right? Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened unto you. So maybe just ask him, maybe just ask him, just ask him, yeah. Jesus, will you be my best friend? And show me what that looks like. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Since you mentioned that scripture, uh, let's take a look at it. In John 15, 
Jesus' words, which are eternal and will never pass away, Come on. just so you know, uh, he's, wow. he talks about wow. this very thing. And he gives us um, a very practical example uh, to look at and to, to meditate on. And so uh, I was meditating on this last night. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes. And he prunes every branch that produces mm. fruit so that will produce more fruit. I'll skip down to verse 4. Remain in me and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. And here's the promise. If you do remain in me and my words do remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. This is a very, very powerful eight verses. And I'll mention the first part. Okay, let's go up to verse two, where he says, Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes. Now, a lot of people have used this uh, uh, verse here to say it's faith plus works equals salvation. But I, I heard this the other day from someone, and I thought it was really powerful. It's not that. It's faith equals salvation and works. Hmm. Your your faith, your connection to Jesus, uh, there is fruit that will be produced from that genuine connection. If you're genuinely the branch and you're connected to the vine and the vine is your source of life and you have faith, there will be fruit that is produced. If there is not Christ-like Fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If there is none of that being produced in your life, maybe you're not actually connected to the vine. Maybe you thought you were because you said a prayer, but maybe you're not actually in love with Jesus. Maybe you're in love with an association of being a Christian. Maybe you're in love with your church. Maybe you're in love with what your pastor says. But maybe you're not in love with Jesus. And so uh, my encouragement is, again, to really assess and say, do I love Jesus? Is my life producing fruit? Because there's a serious thing here that happens. If you're not producing fruit, you will be cut off and thrown into the fire. This is not a, this is not a small thing uh, that Jesus said. Uh, and so it, it's, it's very important that we are actually connected in love with Jesus and the father knows it he is watching over the vine <laughs> and if if there is a branch that is not producing fruit he is a good vine dresser yeah. and he will cut it off but on the other side of that if we are connected to the vine and we're producing fruit he wants us to produce mm. even more fruit yeah and and that's that's something <laughs> also that me and Carl are both going through um, is being pruned maybe talk a little bit about that Carl and that process of kind of how it hurts, but also how it 
is is great going forward. Yeah, amen. Um, help me bookmark that thought really quick. I just want to pray really yep. quick um, because I just want to practice that that scripture and and just say, Lord, have mercy on us and allow us to love you more than anything else, Jesus. Father, allow us to love your Son more than anything else, more than our ministries, more than our brothers, um, more than our fathers and mothers, Lord. Father, more than any other relationship, God, let us love Jesus first. Father, give us grace. Give us grace to grow in this area. Give us grace to grow in our love with Yeshua. Help us, God, to make him the most important thing in our lives and teach us to be in a love relationship with your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's so beautiful, bro. Um, I, I love, love what you're talking about there. And, um, yeah, anyway, um, the tent, the, the, um, tending to the garden of, of our hearts. I don't know if you've heard that song tend T E N D by upper room. But, um, in, in this last, um, little, uh, I guess hiatus in the old trailer <laughs> in between, um, uh. my jobs, um, there was just a lot of deep, deep pruning for me. And it was, for me, a lot of lies that I was believing about myself or about the Lord um, that just didn't line up. And it, I didn't, I wasn't even able to see those things until I got really still and quiet and started listening and journaled a bunch. Like I just journaled a lot and I would just write down my thoughts. I would write down like um, um, emotions and, and things like that. And um, emotions really are good things. I keep seeing that pop up, how emotions are indicators of, you know, uh, of, of heart things that, that are happening. And um, um, anyway, um, for me, it's just been a whole lot of um, emotional uh, pruning, a lot of like um, internal heart pruning of um, like replacing lies about um like insecurity or that I can't trust in the Lord or that he won't provide for me or that um, just just um, uh, character traits about the Lord, about um, uh, like, you know, uh, harshness, I think maybe is a word that's coming to mind even um, when it talks about the parable of the talents in the word. Um, there was one um, who... Um, didn't do anything with his one talent. He buried it and he gave it back to his master when his master came and he said it was because he was afraid that his master was a harsh man and he didn't see his master as a loving, kind master who wanted to equip him and empower him to use the talent that he was given to produce more. And so for me, that process has been a lot of just like removing old perspectives and perceptions of the Lord, of ministry, of um, what it looks like to walk with Jesus. It seriously has been like a reset for me. It, it's been like the Lord hit a reset button. He's like, hey, um, I'm going to teach you how to love me now. I'm going to teach you how to love me now, how to, how to trust me now in, in deeper ways. And and so that's really emotional and spiritual um, talk as far as that type of pruning. However, that came from a natural and practical pruning of he removed me from um, an old uh, uh, working at S2L, which is a ministry that God used to change my life for sure. However, he was calling me away from there and to step into a new chapter. Yeah. Um, he removed, um, you know, people I was in relationship with every single day, like 
we're, there's no bridges burned. However, I'm just not in daily communion and relationship with these people like I once was. Like everything's changed. It's gone. Right. Everything I thought I knew, everything I was standing on, it was just removed. It was like the foundation that I was standing on. It, it seemed, it felt like it was removed, and I had to had to learn how to walk all over again. Kind of like um, taking the next step on the water towards the Lord. Um, like just like when Peter was walking on the water towards Jesus, he's like walking on water, but he has to keep his eyes on Jesus. And 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 for me, um, this last chapter has been learning how to like keep my eyes on the Lord and not look to the water beneath me or the storm above me, but like to keep my eyes on the Lord. Um, so he's pruned a lot of things out naturally, job wise, um, living situation wise, relationships wise, um, even habits. Um, not that there was any, any bad habits in necessarily just, um, when you get comfortable, you can, can fall victim to complacency and being comfortable in your situation. And for me, that comfortability turned into complacency in certain areas. So those for sure were bad habits that he had to prune. Um, out of my life, and um, he's he's just really been teaching me um, how to allow him to bear fruit in those areas that he removed. You see, and so um, that's de- that's definitely been a process. That that song tend um, really really spoke to me in that in that season. So wow. if you're in the middle of a pruning process, check that song out. It will wreck you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I'm hearing two different types of pruning. That you're talking about and I'm not an expert on vineyards and I love to drink wine but I want to own my own vineyard one day but I don't, I'm okay. not an expert on this but uh, this is this is me going out on a limb here <laughs> oops <laughs> sorry <Praise> the Lord. <laughs> sorry um, do it <laughs> uh, the first type of pruning limb. yeah you got it now just got it okay yeah that was pretty great sorry there's a cluster of bad jokes happening right now. <laughs> I'm going to press on, though. Oh. Are you serious? A barrel of laughs. How are you doing this? <laughs> I'm a dad, so I think it's like uh, an anointing you get when you become a dad now. I don't know. So be it, bro. I'm so <laughs> impressed with all those great jokes. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, praise the Lamb. Anyways, uh, two types of pruning. The first one I'm hearing is, uh, I'm assuming there's some grapes or there's some um, branches. We're the branch. Our branches are life. There's some branches that begin to produce uh, some shoots Hmm. that aren't good, that they're not ever going to produce any fruit. And maybe that's some bad habits, some bad mentalities that we're living in, some, some lies that we're living in. And so the father comes and he cuts those off like, you're not going to produce any fruit thinking that, you know, I'm just religion. Here, let me cut that off for you. Boom. That hurts. Ouch. Okay. But now that's made room for another shoot to grow that's actually going to produce fruit. But then there's also another kind of pruning where there's a shoot that is producing fruit. And it looks good. And it feels good. And you're like, oh, I got a, I got a couple clusters of grapes on this branch. This is great. But the father's like, no, I'm going to cut that one off too. <laughs> You're like, what? What? You're cutting that one off? He's like, yeah, because a new one is going to grow here and now you're going to produce four. But that initial cutting of like, ouch. Wow. Like there was a ministry over here or there was a, 
a person over here that, you know, they were experiencing great fruit and, and, and I was seeing them start to walk closely with Jesus or I was seeing this ministry start to really multiply and grow and expand and, and reach a lot of people. And the Lord's like, let me remove that out of your life. For me, I'm, I'm you know, I'll just be very transparent. I'm, I'm uh, basically living off of um, donations from people right now um, to allow me time to minister to people. And, and the Lord is kind of pruning, not completely, but he's kind of cutting that, pursuing more donors out of my life right now to pursue uh, a job of, you know, making more money for my family to support my, my family. And it kind of hurts a little bit. It's like, oh, Lord, but this is what I've been doing. It's what I worked so hard for. I've set this up. And uh, it's like, oof, this is a, wow. it's a little uncomfortable. But then you see the other side and the Lord gives you vision. He says, but this new job that you're going to have um, that I'm providing for you, that I've gave you the skills for, that I've been preparing you for Come for on. the next two, the last two or three years that I've, you didn't even know you'd be prepared for it, but you were, um, it's going to, you know, give you more money for your family so you can grow your family. It's, it's going to give you more money so you can help more people. It's going to set you up with skills and assets and Jesus. things that are going to produce even more fruit. So um, instead of reflecting on the past and what he's cutting off, look to the future and look what's going to come as a result yeah. of it. And if we can look to the future, that's what Paul says. You know, I, don't look, I don't look at the past. But I keep looking forward. I keep pressing on. He's in a different circumstance there. But um, as should we. As should we, as as we're abiding with Jesus, and the only way this will actually happen is if we yeah. are abiding with Him. The only way we get the privilege of our pruning Jesus. is if we're proactively abiding with Him. Wow! And so it's a privilege to be pruned, uh, and look forward to the things that He will cut out. Yeah, I, I would say don't despise it. Yeah, look forward to it. Yeah, because what's on the horizon. Is even better. Amen. From glory to glory. Amen. Amen. Wow. Yeah. Just say yes. I'm. I'm reminded right now of that scripture where he says, um, "No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom wow. of heaven." Mm. And so it is this beautiful thing of walking with him, but it is this like really like really like stern i love how you were talking about how sometimes the lord can be stern it's like we complain we're like oh lord this is hard but he's like my son i love you i will not let you put your hand to the plow and look back i love you too much to allow you to look back wow <laughs> just say yes and thank you just say yes and thank you just say yes and thank you for those yes. moments i'm preaching to myself yeah carl just say yes and say thank you you know what's so amazing about this, Carl, is that we don't have to uh, work to get this. Like, it is a gift. His counsel, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, which he gave to us. That's mm -hmm. why Jesus had to go to heaven, by the way. Because he said, if I don't go, the Holy Spirit won't come to you. The counselor, oh, God with you, Emmanuel in you. He's our counselor. That's his Thank name. You, his name is the counselor. That's what Jesus called him. His counsel is free. It's a gift. There's no therapist. There's no life coach. There's no business coach that is as good as this counselor. <laughs> and this counselor may say some things that you're like, I, this doesn't make sense. But you're not seeing it in the spirit like he is. You're not seeing it. He has no time clock. 
you're seeing it linearly. He sees it cyclical. It, it he's not within the bounds of time. He sees what Ooh. this decision will do. Hallelujah. He sees what it will do and what it will produce. And so we don't have to, if we seek the wise counsel of the counselor for the, the decisions of our life and let him direct yeah. it and guide it and just let him do it, then this is where the whole scripture comes from. Do not worry, but in everything, present your request to God with thanksgiving. Yes. <laughs> and he will satisfy all that you need. Yeah. This, this is where this all comes in. It all comes from seeking the counselor, from living with the counselor, Amen. from abiding in the counselor. And mm. the next verse says something powerful, by the way. It says, as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Hallelujah. Just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. So that there's something on our mind too. To see this through. Um, remain. Remain. Hmm. How do you think uh, obeying his commands plays into this, Carl? Into abiding? I think that if Jesus had to learn obedience through what he suffered, that we will too. And sometimes pruning feels like suffering. Yeah. Um, I think that um, when we remain in him, he does remain in us. And he guides us in through every decision. And it's like, um, man, we just have to stay in that place and ask him to stay in that place and just continue to gaze on him. I think it's it's so simple. Um, and we overcomplicate it with our minds and um, overthink things and overanalyze things. And how will this fit? How will that fit? And he's like, just abide. Just yeah. abide. Amen. Just live with me. I wrote this down and we'll probably come close to internet on this stay receive give stay stay with him receive from him give away what he yeah. is giving to you yeah. to other people so good but stay so good stay with him as you give as you remain stay with him um, yeah in, in your life maybe it's muddied Maybe it's unclear. Maybe your future is unclear. Maybe your next steps are unclear. But he's he's calling out to you, Beloved, I am here. And I will guide you where you need to go. I will give you the right decisions. I'll place before you the right choices. They may be harder than you want. They may seem crazy. They may seem like this is going to cause me more suffering. And it may. But... He is worth it. Obedience to what he is saying is worth it. And at the end of the day, what he says is what matters. What he thinks is what matters. Shut out the world. Shut out the voices. Shut out all the noise. What is he saying? What is he speaking? What does he think? Is he your Lord? Is he your master? Is he your everything? If, if so then give him this type of authority in your life to let him guide it and to be your counselor. Be blessed today and be blessed in this new year. May 2023 be filled with his counsel, his advice, his wisdom, and his glory over everything in your life. May his favor rest upon you. 
May you sleep easy. May you live in peace. And may God be with you. Amen. And I know that we're on the way out. I know we're on the way out. I just wanted to ask if you could pray over us, over the listeners. There's just such a grace in your life for companionship with the Lord. And um, one of the things that you said about giving and um, just freely giving what we freely received is something that keeps popping up. we got to keep giving it away. And um, I just really, really, really honor your your walk with the Lord in this area. And um, I think that would really bless us. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your living water that flows freely into us. Um, but the thing about water is it needs to continue to flow to be fresh. And so, Father, for every listener that uh, they've been drinking <laughs> out of the dog's water, um, when there's a whole fountain of life-giving water flowing freely from the wellspring of life, flowing freely from your heart. Everyone who desires it, Lord, fill them up. Fill their cup. Overflow their cup with your blessing, with your love, with your guidance, with your glory, with your counsel. Father, everyone's seeking it. Everyone hungry for it. You said, seek me and you will find me. Seek me and you will find me. Seek me and you will find me. Give them the courage to do so. Give them the courage to trade their life over to what you have for their life. To put to death their own version and to trade it for your version because it's so much better. Help them to see that it's so much better. We break off any lie that is not better. Any lie that says your version of your own life is better than Jesus' version for your life, nonsense. Nonsense. In Jesus' name, thank you for freedom. Amen. Amen. We will see you on the next podcast. Uh, Not sure what the topic is yet, but be blessed and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.